0: Hi, everybody, and welcome to Creepy and Geeky. This is our second episode, and uh, we're going to be talking about Krampus and Trick or Treat, the holiday horrors of Mike Doherty. All right, but first up, we're going to talk about uh, some stuff we've been getting into in terms of, you know, geeky stuff, creepy stuff, whatever we've been watching, reading, anything like that. Uh, Harrison, what would you like to start off with?
1: Uh, so last night i saw resident evil uh welcome to raccoon city okay Uh, and uh gotta say it was it was an experience it wasn't (laughs) wasn't too bad it was it was enjoyable for a zombie film um but i think that there were some things it missed um seemed fairly faithful to the games from a non-player perspective but uh it at least made me interested in playing the games it made me interested in exploring the world a little bit further because and more so than the movies from the 2000s and the 90s did
0: right right um, I, I I don't know if we mentioned on the first episode, but both you and Katrina both work at uh, an AMC theater together, and so you guys end up getting to see, and I do too, uh, by proxy. I we all get to see a lot of the movies that are coming out, so uh, we'll, we'll probably be popping some of those in now and again. Yeah, I have I haven't never seen the Resident Evil movies before the original stuff. I've never seen any of those. They they just I've never been into the video games either and so I've never really wanted to explore those. They just they they've always looked a little too silly for me. And so this new movie, I haven't even I haven't even seen a trailer for this new movie mm-hmm. yet or anything. It's like I don't know. Weirdly, I don't think there's... it
2: got a lot of promo. No, I didn't. Like, I don't think no. most video game movies do because <sighs> it's mostly just like fan base related with the promotion. Right. So I don't. I don't think. Well, and I've really heard really this movie's not like getting public.
0: Yeah, and I don't think this movie's getting good crowds either. Like most theaters no, are like no. really empty. I've seen a lot of stuff. We haven't about...
2: been selling a lot of tickets. Yeah, or I've or seen a lot of people talking about so. that
0: too. Yeah. So and the fans, like a lot of the hardcore Resident Evil fans, are not digging it well and so. i
1: like i'm a fan of survival horror games but it's just always been a dark spot in terms yeah. of how i i guess my wheelhouse of gaming it's just it hasn't ever come across my desk but right
2: also just like really interesting to see the different crowds that come in for like i know that casey musgraves had a movie that came out and she sold out two of our theaters for wow. that and just won my hero academia movie and the demon slayer movie. And those sold out like a few theaters yeah. during the first few weeks and, or like the first week. Uh, but for video games, None yeah i don't know why it's video really games weird
1: well and i think that for from a general audience perspective i think it missed its mark because it came out during december yeah or instead of or late november
0: um, well I, I think they're trying to counter program yeah they tried to pa- counter program with stuff like that um you know it, it it's like hey let's put out this horror movie when people aren't expecting the horror movies and so that way the people who don't care about holiday or awards fair um, they have something to watch, Fair. so I mean, which is why I think that we're getting like Spider Man in a couple of weeks, um, yeah. and we're getting The Matrix. We're getting these like mm-hmm. There's you know, four action new big
2: movies that are coming out just this month for December. Yeah.
0: And it's, it's but I
1: mean, the holidays have always been big for well, big blockbusters. I yeah, mean, true. Star Wars. Yeah. came yeah. out oh, yeah, During this, the Christmas season. Yeah. The last few.
0: It's have summer come
2: out. and the holidays. Those are the big ones.
0: Well, they try I, from from you know my limited perspective of it is that they they seem to try to especially like christmas weekend christmas week christmas weekend they try to pack in a couple of blockbusters to Mm -hmm. get people out because they know there's going to be a lot of kids out of school a lot of people um the matrix and the kingsman
2: come out on the 22nd the week right before christmas yeah both so, of those i want to see
0: and yeah, spider-man i want to see
1: that's the weird thing about resident evil was that it came out during the same week as Encanto during the thanksgiving weekend. oh yeah what? and so it yeah. was such a odd thanksgiving like family movie to release at the time because i again i don't consider resident evil as a family film, yeah so no you'd want to see with your family
2: when we had the horror movies out for halloween the trailer for resident evil wasn't playing all the time. I
0: don't remember seeing this trailer at all,
1: ever. Well, and also in regards to posters and things, I, we we have only recently put up a poster for Resident Evil, and it's inside of one of the less or
0: traffic hallways Ugh. inside of the theater. Yeah, see, I just so. don't think it's getting- like, I think that's part of the problem, is like, a lot of people don't even know it's out. Yeah. Yes, the hardcore Resident Evil fans might know it's out, but- it's just nobody else knows that it's out. But speaking of Encanto, Katrina actually just went and saw that yesterday. So, uh, what did you think about that?
2: I thought it was really good. I it like exceeded my expectations. So I I used TikTok, and so I there were some TikToks about a specific song from the movie that was sung by Luisa, the like really big strong woman. Okay. Um, and I've seen the I trailers for this one. I was really really excited to uh, to watch it for just her song and like. Not surprisingly, because it's a Disney movie, but still surprisingly, the songs in the movie were amazing. Like, I genuinely <laughs> love the movie, and I loved, like, it's not, like, a typical, like, Disney princess kind of, like, film, and I was so happy about the representation that it gave to the Latino, right. uh, like, Latinx community, because it had Afro-Latinos, it had light-skinned Latinos, like, it had... it. Right. It had everything. So, and That's then cool. it was the first like main protagonist in a Disney movie that wore glasses. So, as a person who wears glasses, I felt represented in that <laughs> aspect. So, it was it was it was a really good movie, and, well, and maybe tear up at the end. And so you mentioned I something too that.
0: that I didn't realize, but Stephanie Beatrice from uh, uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine, she plays Rosa. Uh, she's the main character. Yeah, she's, she's the, the voice. Main voice. Of the main I don't know if
2: she's the singing voice, but if she is, right. then like, damn, she can sing. Like. <laughs>
0: I don't know. I, I love Stephanie Beatriz and as soon as I yeah. as I learned she was so that awesome she was the Brooklyn main character's
2: voice, I was like, I gotta watch it now. Uh, like I'm her. so
0: sad that Brooklyn Nine Nine was like gone, but I mean I understand why, but that, I love that show, it was so funny. But uh well cool. I'm I'm glad Encanto was good and that uh resident evil was good enough that it makes you want to play the games i mean i guess if it's effective in that for somebody who hasn't played the games it makes you interested in the games then sure that works the movie missed its mark but the (laughs) world
1: and the setting is interesting right yeah and so it it
0: made me interested in that at the very least well we may may need to uh, watch the original resident evils also just to kind of get a sense of where they went with those too, I mean, I like Mila Jovovich. I just haven't ever watched any of those movies. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Fifth Element is one of my favorite movies that she's in that one. But I mean, that was a long time ago. But anyway, so yeah, so for me, I uh, just finished watching Chucky, uh, the TV series yesterday. I I watched the finale yesterday, which was Wednesday, but the uh, episode was on Tuesday uh, night it's a good series. If you, if you like, and I know neither one of you have seen the Chucky movies really, but the, the through line from the first Chucky movie to this series is so clean. Like, because Don Mancini, the writer from every movie is like a part of it through the whole thing that, and he's in basically in control of it. He's like, uh, um, you know, the guy running the whole show for it, that it's, it's, amazing just to see just that level of continuity and especially in the in the new series where you get like and i mean it's in one of the other movies too but andy barkley from the first movie is a character the actual actor the kid who played him is still andy barkley in the tv series and he's still like coming for chucky you know he's you know and uh christine elise uh who played um his, like, babysitter in the second Chucky movie, uh, she's in it also. And so and we got Jennifer Tilly in it. Um, we got um, Brad Dourif is still the voice of Chucky. Uh, Fiona Dourif, who um, popped up in the last two movies, who's the daughter of Brad Dourif, um, she plays a character uh, in those last two movies and is a character in this. And plus there's an all-new um, cast of uh, kids in this, actually played by kids. Like, so it's, like... Like awesome that you get these great kid actors with a, like a whole new cast but you get these legacy characters in too and with the actual actors coming back and it's just it was so much fun um because it was on sci-fi and usa they were actually able to get a uh, away with um using bad words so chucky was able to say like fuck like 10 times throughout every episode so like So it was great because you didn't have to sanitize anything. So like the kills were good, like the language was like great, like everything was great. And if you like the Chucky series, like the Chucky movies, you'll like the Chucky series too. So um, I know we'll 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 eventually get to that because I do want you guys to watch those because they they're fun, you know. Mm -hmm. Especially like the first three are very much horror bent, and then they kind of go like goofy with like campy with um bride and seed um mm-hmm. and then they get back to the horror a little bit but they're like there's always the through line of you know just it being funny even still throughout it like yes they're horror but they're they're a fun horror i mean you got to do it when the killer's a doll yeah yeah of course yeah it's 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 i mean chucky chucky's an icon at this point i mean mm-hmm. and to i mean and 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 even the um uh the remake the remake is good it's not to me it's not a child's play movie it's not a chucky movie because it's just so removed from the uh, the rest of it that it just feels different mm-hmm. and because they use a different conceit for how chucky is animated and stuff like that it's it's just it's just weird and different but i mean it's still a good movie i just don't think they should have called it child's play but that's all i got on chucky what else what else have you been into harrison uh, recently,
1: I've really gotten into a RPG system called Numenera. Um, it's made by Monte Cook Games. Uh, it's a uh, hyper-futuristic setting set one billion years in our future where we're long and gone and eight other civilizations are long and gone, and now it's the new age of humanity as they kind of pick through the remnants of these hyper advanced civilizations that came before them and so um i'm a sucker for post-apocalyptic narratives Mm -hmm. um and so for myself it kind of hits that um as well as just the fun nature of a uh, system where you pick up something you don't understand and you poke at it and you prod at it and it might explode in your hand or it might do something incredible and you you might find it useful um and just the the inherent kind of gonzo fun of that aspect of you never know what's going to happen
0: when you pick up that metal object you found in a bunch of old stone sounds interesting Mm -hmm. we've talked about it a little bit uh and about how like you know people have a theory that and, you know, I kind of hold to this theory myself. The The, the world's 4 billion years old. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, you know, sure, we're currently the people who are alive on the planet, but were there other civilizations before even the dinosaurs hit and everything else? And just the world moved on and something happened and everything died off and then out of that, something else grew later? That's That's fascinating to me as a theory. And so it sounds like You know this this game system, this RPG, is very much in line with that kind of theory about how you know after we go and after our our stuff is gone, does that you know lead to you other civilizations down the road, and Mm -hmm. that and that's interesting to see what's left over. So that's cool, very cool. All right, Katrina, do you have anything else?
2: recently i've been watching the marvel's runaway series on disney plus yeah um so i had originally watched the uh first and second season but i hadn't watched the third season and it's been a couple of years since i watched them so i wanted to watch the third season but i had forgotten a lot (laughs) of what happened so i'm currently almost at the end of the second season and i'm still Enjoying it as much as I enjoyed it the first time I watched it.
0: So. Yeah, I petered out at the beginning of the second season on that. Like, I just, I don't know how yeah. I, I got distracted and got derailed. I watched from it, it
2: and first, and then I asked you to watch yeah. it with me, and then
0: uh, yeah, we watched the first season, yeah. and then by the second season, I was just kind of like, eh, I'm gonna yeah. do something else for now. Come back to it, and then I never got back to it. So yeah, you do that a lot. I do, <laughs> ADD. <laughs> I haven't watched a single episode, so I. Have no idea. I mean, it's it's okay. a good series. It's okay. I mean, I mean it's not bad. It, it's about you,
2: teenage runaways with powers and Yeah.
0: If you know the comic books and stuff like that too, like it it, it 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 does a good job at adapting the comic books without being exactly slavish to them. Which is a good thing. I think that um, you know, in general, comic book movies that basically adapt it in their way because i mean there's so, only so much you can do in live action that is different than in comic books you just can't do the same thing there's, there's
2: i don't i don't know anything about the comics yeah. so i'm just watching it
0: to watch yeah. it so. no i mean and, and as that is i i think it's a fairly good show even in of itself they've, they've got some good actors and stuff um uh the kids and the adults the adults are yeah. peppered with like uh genre actors and like um james marsters from uh uh buffy the vampire slayer The
2: the guy who plays Chase um, in Runaways is Greg Sulkin, and he uh, played—I forgot his character's name—but he plays a werewolf in Wizards of Waverly Place, which is where I first uh, knew him from. So, and And also he's British, and he does a pretty good American accent. So, Katrina is a very big
0: fan of Wizards of Waverly Place. It
2: was my. my it was my show
0: it was her jam i mean it's not bad It's not no it wasn't it wasn't an okay show i mean D- disney does a pretty good job at some of their shows i mean they're very they, like they're, they're very like they have a type like, sugary the era you know? yeah of
2: like that's a raven hannah montana was a Waverly place like good luck charlie shake it up all those shows were the best era of disney because they did crossovers they had like disney game day that had during that time period on nickelodeon they had the nickelodeon game of play and yeah. like or day of play um and, and
0: sweet life was on disney too right yeah sweet life yeah. was on yeah sweet yeah, life yeah. too so like yeah, i know you really it, that like that, that, that whole area yeah, I remember of like the early to late
2: you're watching 2000s all that stuff a lot. Yeah. uh like was just i mean it's perfect made it's what i grew up on oh, yeah. today. a lot of people's careers
1: today a yeah. lot of the people sure. who were Really popular
0: today, like Ariana Grande. Yeah, and, oh, yeah. Um, Ariana Grande, uh,
2: Demi Lovato, yeah. still Selena Gomez. <laughs> like, yeah. well,
0: I think it's funny too because you guys mentioned the two people and, who weren't on Disney shows, but they were like <laughs> on Nickelodeon. Yeah, shows. but still, but yeah, but still, I get what you said. That, that era is yeah. very
2: and, and I and very very I Carly is back. Yeah, so have you watched the new Ari I Carly? Oh, it, but okay. I've heard it's good. Also, you need to watch um The guy um Avan Jogia, he plays a character in Victorious, and he's in resident evil Welcome oh back, yeah he's Sid, the guy that plays so. leon oh
1: that's funny and
0: where was he at before
2: he was on victorious oh that's funny he played okay. back on victorious that's so. funny he
1: was one of the better aspects of resident <laughs> evil
2: good good he's he's a great actor yeah. his character in victorious was an ass but generally like he played the character well so yeah
0: yeah okay well harrison and i have been watching uh speaking of marvel stuff harrison and i have been watching uh um hawkeye it just premiered on disney plus last week i've seen the first three harrison's only seen the first two i'm really i'm really enjoying it i've had issues with the character of hawkeye being portrayed in the mcu since the beginning uh because they have basically used the ultimate universe version of him who's the black ops guy with a family and everything and that's fine but It's not the Hawkeye I know and love, which is the, you know, former Carney guy who is just cocky and just sarcastic. And so you don't you're not get you weren't getting a lot of that in the MCU movie stuff. And you're kind of seeing a little bit of that now in the Hawkeye series now. So that's, for me, that's, that's been enjoyable and also getting the aspect of him, uh, having his, uh, hearing aid and his hearing loss, um, even though it's coming about in a different way, which is totally fine. Um, I just, I, I find that fascinating and, and it plays into the current episode, Harrison, that, uh, yeah, you haven't seen just yet. Um,
1: no the this this version of Hawkeye in the films has been very timid I, I would say he's he's a very like follows orders he doesn't really kind of make waves among the um, Avengers too often. um he has his own interpersonal relationships with Natasha and yeah. that but i I am in agreement with you on that i I think that. I'm happy to see these changes to Hawkeye because I'm hoping to see even more changes for him as a character because something that I really miss about the character and kind of like kind of upset now that um now that we know what's happened to Cap but um we didn't we didn't ever get Hawkeye challenging Cap. Yeah. And yeah. actually um having really any agency yeah. among the team in terms of like trying to actually like co-lead no or... he was
0: really underplayed like because Hawkeye's it, a leader in the comics yeah and,
1: and it's it's something that I think is missing in the movies
0: well and I mean he's a leader in the comic books in a sense I mean he has led you know he led the West coast Avengers he led um the Thunderbolts for a short time he led the great lakes Avengers um you know so he's had these little like bits I and mean, especially with West coast Avengers especially where he had a larger role in leading them but overall he's he's usually portrayed even in the comic books as just um the lovable ass um he's he's a jerk um but in in a fun way and i and i think that we're we're kind of getting that i don't think we're getting out too much yet and again because he's got the family aspect so it kind of softens his 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 character a lot and so i think that you know we're still going to get some of that but i think that they're, they're 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 keeping true to the mcu as much as possible without exploring it but it's it's good to see kate bishop it's good to see pizza dog the tracksuit mafia the whole thing's going on it, it's really fun to see all that and then the the fallout of the ronin stuff is interesting too um to see that coming back to haunt him but i'm excited for some of the other other stuff that's being hinted at that, um, as a comic book fan, that I'm aware of, that's kind of, that might possibly play into things, characters and such, that they're kind of teasing. So that that's going to be a lot of fun for me. And then also, uh, what I've been doing the last month here and here and then is uh, I've been watching some Jalo uh, movies. Uh, I've never really been, uh, never really gotten to explore those very much. They just weren't something that was high on my radar. Uh, I knew that they were a subgenre of horror that a lot of people dig and that they were a precursor to the, uh, the more modern era of slashers. And so I, at, we went and saw uh, Last Night in Soho, and I loved that great movie uh, that was so amazing good. movie it was so good. probably
2: my favorite movie of the year yeah Same. no it's
0: definitely yeah exactly it's, it's as probably, the year is coming to a close so. yeah
2: mckenzie and anna taylor were they
0: were so good in this. so good so good it just it was an amazing movie it's artistically the, it was beautiful oh yeah so. the 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 set design the the colors the just lighting suspense the acting yeah everything the
2: editing the editing even yeah like it was just it was
0: yeah. it was so good it was so good, but because of that, I I I got you know strong Jalo vibes from that because I knew enough about Jalo to re- really uh, get that vibe from it. And uh, I even uh, showed Harrison a video after we watched it and was like, "Look, this is this is Jalo." And it like I showed him a video on YouTube about what Jalo was and about the like the, the the hallmarks of it and everything. He's like, "Yeah, this is definitely this is definitely something that." you know is there you can see the signs of it um and so um so then that made me really want to explore Jalo uh for the first time and i'd only seen like the spoof um called the editor and the original uh suspiria and uh and i like both of those and i know you know Suspiria is one of those ones that people are like is it or is it not Jalo? but i think that it falls into that camp it's not a traditional giallo at all but it has a lot of the hallmarks of it and so i went back and i started sort of from the beginning the first one i watched was uh, blood and black lace by mario bava and i and, I, and i've gotten up to uh, deep red by uh, dario argento I, i'd say most of them are most of them are okay uh, i really like blood and black lace and then uh, deep red was really good too i can see why it's a lot of people's favorite i'm excited to see uh, some of the later works um that i have yet to get to so far those two I would say are, are, are pretty decent. The rest are just kinda the rest I've seen are just kinda okay ish. Nothing really like jumped out at me, but it's definitely something that, you know, you two should uh maybe take a look at. I can give you a list of what I thought was good <laughs> and uh you uh, you guys can take a look at that later. Yeah. So uh anything else you guys have been watching, reading? Doing? Nothing for me. <laughs> Not that I can think of. Okay. All right. Well, we can jump into our discussion of the holiday horrors of Mike Dougherty. Um Being that uh, Krampus Knocked is uh, coming up this Sunday uh, following this recording, I thought it would be a great time to watch Krampus. Harrison had... You had seen it once before? Yeah, I've seen it once. Uh, Katrina had never seen it.
2: I remember seeing the trailers for it, but I had never mm-hmm. seen the movie itself. Right,
0: right. Um, and I'd seen it, but I had just gotten the new, um, the naughty cut version from Scream Factory. Um, so we all sat down and watched that. And uh, then I also showed them, or also showed Katrina and Harrison watched it separately, but we uh, we all watched uh, Trick or Treat, uh, and they had, n- they had not neither one of them had seen trick-or-treat before in honor of today i'm wearing one of my trick-or-treat shirts from cavity colors which is awesome the long sleeve i thought it would be fun to have that transition from trick-or-treat to krampus in a way for as a transition from the holidays of halloween to christmas time so what did you guys think of let's let's start with trick-or-treat first since it was the first one that was released what did you guys think of trick-or-treat
1: I liked it a lot. It was it was very good. It, I liked the, antho- like, not anthology. But no, it the, is an um, anthology. Okay, well, yeah, yeah it's, it's the, like, the four narratives to it. I liked yeah. that a lot. I liked that they kind of um, run the gamut on, like, on Supernatural to Mundane to, like, a Halloween Scrooge yeah. story, yeah. Um, which was kind of fun. But no, just uh, all four stories were great. I-, I liked the encapsulating it all in some, like, small o- Ohio town and um, just having this weird Halloween that everyone experienced. Right. And so, no, it was uh, it was very good. Liked it a lot. Effects were great. Thought the use of practical effects um, were very well done, especially with, I- I'm just going to call it the spirit of Halloween past, because that's, that's uh, all I can really think of it as the the um yeah
0: that's sam oh okay sam yeah they call him sam
1: that that those effects were really good i like the um like the pumpkin effects it's just very gooey yeah pumpkins are very gooey and work very well for (laughs) practical effects like that
0: yeah no i liked when uh at at one point he gets shot in the head and you know and and Mm -hmm. spoiler alert for people who you know haven't seen the movie that's like over a decade old but but you know, at one point he gets shot in the head, and it's literally just pumpkin guts, yeah. like spilling out of his head, and which was great effect because you're mm-hmm. just like, okay, so he is just a pumpkin. Like, what is he? You know. But yeah, no, the 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 effects were great. That like the practical the practical effects were great in it. That you get a lot of good good stuff. You don't. I don't think there was much digital. If they used digital, at all it was for like cleaning up stuff like rather than mm-hmm. you know than anything that they could have done practically which was great you know yeah you, like practical effects for the win like in any movie like if you can do practical do it because digital digital is okay but you can definitely tell that it's not always great i mean and mm-hmm. and speaking of digital uh, you know talk about you know how they use it in in krampus you know krampus has a lot of uh, practical effects, too. You get the mm-hmm. Jack in the Box, you get Krampus himself, you get all that. But you do have some digital stuff. The Gingerbread Men. Yeah. Those are digital. But they're okay. I mean, you yeah. know they're digital, so it it does kind of take you out, but there's no other way to do it in a way but that... But there's something horrific
1: about the Gingerbread Men being this digital thing surrounded by all these practical effects yeah. of like, the elves and yeah. all the other things. And I don't um, think it's
0: always all digital. I mean, definitely they use it when they need to, when they need to animate him and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. But I think sometimes it is physical. Like when the, um, when the one boy is eating, eating the one gingerbread and takes a bite and stuff. I mean, that's obviously when he's holding it, that's Mm an actual practical thing, but yeah, when they need to animate it and stuff like that, it's, it's great. I mean, and that was the great thing too. Like talking about like something getting like, not necessarily shot in the head, but when he takes the bite out of it, it's like, it's actually pure cookie still, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's like, it's so fun that they're like keeping to the, you know they're not going ooey gooey with like brains or something like that. Yeah. In in those instances, because they go with something just natural, and that's that's fun to mm-hmm. me. Yeah. But uh, but what did what did you think, Katrina? Uh
2: well, back to Trick or Treat. Um. Yeah. The, I liked the movie. I I saw Krampus first. Right. So there were some things in Trick or Treat that I kind of related to krampus i can't think of them right now (laughs) but there were definitely some like similarities because i mean same director so yeah i'm sure that there were some things that he wanted to keep continuous sort of throughout his movies i really liked the different narratives i and i liked that the uh kind of timeline was kind of jumping around but you got to see Mm -hmm. you got to see it in a in a in a way that it was like, oh shit, that's that's that person and that's yeah. that person. You like, got
0: some overlap yeah. of like the time was very mm-hmm. really like, slippy, it was, so
2: uh, it kind of reminded me of. Uh, so I had seen Halloween twenty eighteen before I saw Halloween Kills. There's this couple who are dressed as a nurse and a doctor yeah. in twenty eighteen that you yeah. kind of just pass by yeah. in, in the movie, but then they're main, they're pretty much main characters, right. in, Or like sort of main characters yeah. in Halloween Kills. They're more and prominent so, in Halloween so yeah. Kills, yeah. It kind of the different ways where they like kids would pass by the adults walking down the street or like the uh that the the principal or whatever uh, or being near the the couple
0: yeah yeah Yeah.
1: no and that well i think my favorite example of that was when um when he was walking back into the house and uh uh, the, Mr. Mr. Creek was getting yeah. attacked yeah. by yeah. Sam and, yeah. and he was like help help and, yeah. and the principal was just like nope and then went into his own story. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Cuz it's
2: it's 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 really interesting because the thing that happened with Sam and the principal takes place before the stuff that happens in the quarry basically. I am yeah. assuming from the from the timeline. Right. So when you see Sam at the top of the quarry the, the girl there, that's after he's already killed Mr. Krieg. So, yeah. supposedly. Well, he, Sam yeah.
0: doesn't kill Mr. Krieg, remember? Spoilers. Okay, right, sorry. Well, I mean, I don't, again, it's, a, <laughs> it's an over-10-year movie, I don't care about spoilers. <laughs> but,
1: sorry. So. But yeah, no, that that makes sense, yeah.
2: And then, I don't know when this takes place, but the whole, like, werewolf thing where they eat the principal.
1: Yeah. I mean, obviously, it takes place after he. Well, yeah, well, yeah it takes and place so...
2: after he kills the kid, but like he buries the kid, but I.
1: I would say that's the last thing that happens. Yeah, in the I night. feel like yeah, that, that had that... to have been well, because... except except for the fam, uh, except for the um, woman taking down the decorations.
0: Yeah, I think yeah, that's yeah, the very that's, last. Yeah,
1: bit. that's the last. Yeah. One. Yeah, which is technically also the, the first one. bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, the first thing we yeah. see, so, but, but it's the what last what thing that ma- happens. That's what makes the movie really
2: cool. Is because the 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 chronological timeline is different from how it's presented in the movie right and it, makes and it
1: all sense. and it all works it yeah. all flows yeah. it doesn't yeah. feel disjointed it feels yep. no. like pretty natural and yeah. the jumping around like when when you see something from another story you've seen that, like, or if you remember something from earlier in the film that's yeah.
2: there's a dramatic irony to yeah. it uh, yeah. that the audience knows something that the the people in the movie don't the funny thing is
0: is because we just you and i katrina just watched it like the other day and then harrison just watched it yesterday i i caught at the beginning that you know at the very end you see the girl with the pumpkin walking across the street and the girls in the car the werewolf girls in the car Mm -hmm. stop and like honk at her and everything you see that at the end but you see it at the very beginning too but you Mm -hmm. only see like the feet of the girl you only see the wheel of the car so you you're getting this other perspective at the beginning Mm -hmm. that comes into play later on and then you get that deeper like oh okay yeah Yeah. cool you know and so there's a lot of that and so like with me it really
2: makes the audience have to pay attention to what's going on 'Cause yeah. if you don't if you don't catch those things then you're not fully understanding yeah. like what's going on in the movie.
0: Well, and not only that, but it makes rewatching fun yeah. because yeah. then you're watching it again and catching the things that you didn't catch yeah. before because now you know the story and then you can go oh I didn't see that the last yeah. time so
1: that's my entirely. favorite thing yeah. about both this movie and Krampus is that I think that what the director has done with both of these movies is he has really created movies that aren't just horror horror holiday films like right. they're, they're not just like a silent night uh deadly night kind of like oh it's a it's a horror and it's christmas um but it's it's actually the themes of the movie are themes that we always associate with the holiday right um so halloween it's about trick-or-treating and um about dangers lurking in the dark and things like that and the whole movie works with those themes yeah and then Krampus, in a much similar vein, is is at its heart a family movie. It's yeah. a it's a family Christmas movie. Well, and it's about keeping the spirit of the holidays wrong. in your heart, yeah, yeah, rather it's, than it's, and it's so still
2: about keeping the spirit of Christmas alive, especially for children. So right. And
1: big. and I think it's I think it's great. I think that that's what makes these movies so good, in my opinion, because it it puts them a step above some other things because right. it they can. I feel a lot of things kind of take things for face value right. um, where it's just it's a like, like, for example, like and not to bash on it, but Halloween. Um, Michael Myers is a an escape killer who wanders around um, right. town and kills people around Halloween. And, right. and but there there isn't anything specifically. <laughs> halloween right about it's it just it's just setting it's new just
0: background stuff it's all yeah. halloween you know
1: yeah it's just there, the there day are that pumpkins it happens, there are kids in costumes it's yeah. just the, like it's the day that michael myers right. escaped um, it doesn't feel
0: like it's the spirit of halloween no. like like uh trick-or-treat is trick-or-treat is about the spirit of halloween and not Krampus to say that is halloween
1: about- is any bad like any no. worse than trick-or-treat for that but from a from a it's two different Re- reviews of Repeated what watching experience of yeah. like let's watch this around Halloween. I feel Trick or Treat has a lot more replayability um, than Halloween might have. I agree. I
0: think that I think that both uh, Trick or Treat and Krampus both have that um, perennial, every year watchability that It'd
2: be a tradition. To yeah,
0: watch the, watch yeah, exactly. Krampus mm. is the elf of horror. <laughs> i do like elf but i mean that's that's the thing i think that with both of those movies that you you get these these they're fun they're both fun they both have a lot of humor in them they both have a lot of good horror um there's definitely in in both of them there's some scary moments um Mm -hmm. uh there's there's a lot of good um effects um i wouldn't say it's oh i wouldn't say either one is overly gory um, you're not getting a lot of blood and dismemberment and no. stuff like that. A lot mm-hmm. of the kills in both of them are right. generally off screen. Yeah, they're either off screen you don't-
1: or um, they're, yeah, speaking on Trick or Treat, um, uh, if they're not uh, off screen, they're like a poisoning
0: or something, and it's, like, they're fairly bloodless, in terms of, like, at least in terms of, like, what, the amount of gore and blood you're seeing on screen. And, Mm -hmm. I mean, even that with Krampus. I will
2: say, for both of the movies, I think the soundtrack isn't memorable. Because I don't, I don't remember the the music yeah i don't remember the music at all but but for for
1: that point though the story is more memorable than the music and honestly that's what i would want
0: from a film like this anyway but i would think in terms of
2: horror movies i don't think
1: but
0: that's the thing i think in terms of
2: for the story if you're a good director yeah well
0: and i think that music is a good compliment music music shouldn't necessarily stand out either it should be a great compliment for the movie and should be something that isn't obtrusive um you're gonna get movies like there's a lot of movies where music is like a huge part of it and that's great mm. quentin tarantino stuff james gunn's stuff uh, um edgar wright stuff all their stuff uses like you know popular music to great effect and then anything you get with john williams anything with john williams you get you get great scores you get great soundtracks you get all this stuff and that's awesome but i also do believe in the you know a soundtrack should just complement something and just be just good enough that you're not bothered by it. I think a lot of films rely
1: on the soundtrack to make you feel a certain way. Yeah. So rather uh, than. Especially in horror. Yeah. So rather than. Putting something on screen that makes you feel it because you can see it or a character is saying something and um, that makes you feel that way. I feel that a lot of movies, um, even beyond horror, use soundtrack to a worse degree because they use it to just kind of create the mood and make you feel something rather than actually you feeling it. It's just... This music is suspenseful so I'm in suspense. Yeah. This music is um energetic so I'm I must be right. on the edge of my seat and but even if the action on the screen doesn't reflect what the music right. is trying to convey. Yeah. And so and so i'm completely fine with a unmemorable soundtrack
0: because i think that that means that i was and paying I more attention to the yeah, characters in yeah. the story than i and was again i don't music. think it was necessarily unmemorable it just was it felt so complimentary to everything yeah. that yeah. you just you didn't notice it 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 it, it just was so much a like part of the it the that everything meshed really there. well and 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 speaking to that it's Mike Doherty uh, has made another movie after these two. It doesn't fit within this theme or anything like that. But he made Godzilla King of the Monsters, which is my favorite of the modern uh, Godzilla movies. And because, and and speaking to the soundtrack stuff, you know, we're getting aside here because I didn't want to really talk about Godzilla. But you know, speaking to the soundtrack, that has my favorite soundtrack of the modern Godzilla movies too, because it is memorable because it's using a lot of the the touchstones of mm-hmm. the old godzilla music from the showa era and so you're getting this these callbacks to these themes to godzilla's theme and to you know rodan's theme uh, king Ghidorah's theme that kind of stuff you're getting all of those in that movie and that complements and also contrasts so well and just and that makes you feel like especially if you're like if you're somebody who doesn't really know godzilla stuff you're not going to notice those beats but if you're a fan then those are those things that you're gonna go oh my god that's so awesome that they, that they included that and that's what i miss out of like i love godzilla versus kong also but i miss that that they didn't really do that and that's fine that they didn't they wanted to make it their own thing but i was all like ah they didn't use the godzilla theme i mean at least use the godzilla theme but anyway yeah. back to krampus and uh and and trick-or-treat back to trick-or-treat yeah. for myself but Um, So, I'm not a big fan of anthology films, typically. Mm -hmm. They're okay but they feel so disjointed like the VHS movies we talked about this um, oh, yeah. before that Katrina really liked the VHS movies and they're fine have, they're not I've only seen one. Oh yeah, I okay. I don't know
2: which one so it was. I've seen
0: I've, I think I've, I've, I've seen all game. of them now. I've seen the recent VHS 94 and I didn't really like I that one. F- it was first fine, one. but nothing was really like nothing stood out. The first one is pretty good, but even then the stories are so disjointed and that's fine because they have different writers and different uh directors and stuff and with a cohesive narrative like this one was where you have these four tales and they're weaving in and out of each other because we weren't stuck in one story the whole time. We didn't see the principal story the whole time, like one whole segment and then move on to another one. It was a, we do this segment and we're going to like weave back and forth, back and forth until we get to the end. And you're going to see how it all wove together in this mishmash of time slipping and everything else, which was great, which worked for me like so much better than a traditional anthology movie because it's just it's so i don't know I, I think that's for me that's the i i know a lot of people like anthology movies and they like being able to see different tones different directors different you know things in 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 those things but i just i don't know they don't usually work for me but this one worked for me and i and i really enjoyed that aspect because i think because it had that a singular voice a singular uh, driving in it that it, it just worked on that level for well
1: me. and i think when it comes to trick-or-treat in terms of versus something like vhs i i think that vhs from the one that i've watched it didn't have a great um framing narrative right the, the framing narrative was poor in vhs whereas the framing narrative of trick-or-treat is halloween night this ohio town yeah and and that's all it needs because it just says this is halloween and here's what happens and and so it kind of has a lot of freedom to kind of do whatever it wants to do with it rather than feel confined to hey guys i found a bunch of vhs's in this weird house let me put them inside of this vcr and see what's playing yeah um and and because then then it's very contained and confined and the each each vignette each aspect of the anthology doesn't have that same relationship with the characters that there's are no, in there, the framing narrative. there's no
0: connective tissue to it at all um so yeah and I think that's, that. that's, you know, and it, I don't even view trick or treat necessarily. I mean, I know it is an anthology, but I kind of don't view it that way. I, I view it as all one narrative. It's just with four different stories. Mm-hmm. You know, Sam is in pretty much every yeah. version of it. And it's, and it, each story is almost like, because somebody broke one of the rules of Halloween, you know, mm-hmm. you got to give people candy. You don't blow out a, a jack-o'-lantern. Uh, and, I can't remember all the rules of, uh, at this moment, but you know, it's like somebody broke the rule. Each person broke the rules and that's how they ended up getting their come comeuppance, you know, is that they, you know, bully people. Yeah. Yeah. And so they, 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 they got their comeuppance because they broke the rules of mm-hmm. Halloween and, you know, and, and that was great. And it's the same thing. And, and it follows through into Krampus too. You know, it's like, keep the spirit of, 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 of Christmas in your heart and, you know, and it, and it should be about, you know, family and togetherness and, you know, and spending the holidays together and the spirit of giving uh, mm-hmm. and joy and everything else. And when you don't, Krampus is going to come and get you. Mm. And. And it does. And and that's what I think is great about like both movies really are both downers, like in a way, like mm-hmm. they're they're great. They're fun. But they're both downers by the end, you mm-hmm. know. And so, you know, I don't want to spoil too much or anything for people who might be listening. But, you know, they're downers. But in a good way, in in, yeah, in the best way. Yeah, they're, I mean,
1: downers. I think is the wrong word. Yeah, it it, it leaves you with a. A dark ending. It's yeah. not. It's not necessarily a downer. It's yeah, just a yeah. dark ending. Exactly. Um, and it each dark ending for both Krampus and Trick or Treat fits the movie exactly. It, it, yeah, it doesn't feel unearned. It doesn't feel like yeah, it was trying to make you feel bad by the end. It it actually leaves you at least for me it left me with a grin on my face because it was just a it was it was more funny no they were um, perfect endings
0: especially like krampus you Um, know it's 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 that things
1: were still a little not quite how they should have been yeah um because because there is also that with both of these films where there's there's a slight uptick of positive outlook yeah um (laughs) towards the end and then it cuts your legs out from underneath yeah, you Exactly. Um, and so that that's why there's a little bit of smile at the end for myself because it it, it just reminds you it's like no nope, it's this is a horror movie yeah and, exactly and not
2: everything has to work
1: out yeah not everything has to work out like exactly. it doesn't have to be a happy ending which again is something that i think that hollywood in general in um yeah. doesn't quite do very well yeah yeah, um, Hollywood really want, really likes their happy endings. So it's, it's nice to see an unhappy yeah. ending occasionally. Yeah. Um, but uh, I think we should maybe talk about
0: Krampus. That, what, a little yeah, bit That's more. what we are talking about right now. We've been talking about Trick or Treat a lot. Yeah. A lot so yeah, no, I, I know. That, uh, no, and, and 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 Krampus, you know... We've been I'm, talking
2: uh, about Krampus in regards to Trick or Treat. Right, Krampus, no,
0: and that's Krampus. why I was transitioning, duh. Anyway, but yeah, we... Uh, but Krampus, I thought trick-or-treat gets a lot more of the publicity i think at this Mm -hmm. point just because it's 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 become one of those perennial halloween movies and krampus i think is getting there as a traditional fun um horror holiday horror in that aspect as well and you know, the cast is great. We got Adam mm-hmm. Scott. You know, most people are going to know from uh, Parks and Rec and uh, Step Brothers and stuff like that. He's great in this. He's, you know, the dad. Uh, Tony Collette, the perennial horror mom. Like, mm-hmm. you know, Hereditary, Sixth Sense, uh, the Fright Night remake in this. She's just, the, the you know, a great horror mom. Mm-hmm. Well, I wouldn't say great horror mom. In this, she's great. Um, you know, some of the other ones. Like, you know, Hereditary, she's not so great. But... <laughs> are you saying not a great actress or? no no she's a great actress she' okay. she's, she's yeah. deserved we, we gotta clarify oh no 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 yeah sorry now. if that was confusing no she's great no i've been a fan of tony collette since muriel's wedding yeah. this is and that's like a australia movie where she like it, it plays a lot of album music and stuff like that it's a great movie you'd have to go back and see it but it, it's a fun movie mm-hmm. but i've loved her ever since and yeah. so she um so she's great in pretty much everything that i've ever seen her in uh krampus of course she's she's mm-hmm. an awesome in. uh so that for me like you know the 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 adults david keckner plays uh, uh the brother-in-law uh i can't remember his name offhand now but uh Hank. uh yeah allison tolman um she's been in some good uh, stuff she was in the um uh, fx fargo uh series the first season of that um so she's a. Uh, She's been one of those people who's really good too. Mm-hmm. So like the adult actors and everything, Conchata Ferrell, uh, Ferrell, uh plays the Aunt Dorothy. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, she's she's Perfect. great.
2: Howard, sorry, not Hank. Okay. Different okay. AK
0: Howard. Howard. Um, yeah, so they like the adult actors are all great. Even the Grandma Omi, she's great. Oh, I, like yeah. I don't yeah. know, I I don't know if I've ever seen her or anything else, but she's she's really good in that. Um, no, and
1: it felt like they gave it their all. Like it felt yeah. like in Krampus there wasn't any like if there was any campy performances it felt earned um like well, it felt like there like there was i think like there's some a, of my favorite points in the film were whenever the... howard um howard is uh was was commenting on how rich the yeah. other
0: family was yeah. and um or i should have we should have gone to my brothers yeah he's definitely the like the the, the more of the like in your face comedy aspect of it yeah um and 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 more of the campy side of it, and I think that's what I think that's what the balance that both yeah. of these movies do really well is there is a camp aspect to them, a, a fun campy aspect of it, but done in a way that's also goes along with the seriousness mm-hmm. of everything, and doesn't ever undermine the horror, and the horror doesn't ever undermine the comedy. It's like a really good mix and 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 especially in Krampus because the horror seems more horror even than what we got in Trick or Treat. I
2: think it's because you're not expecting a Christmas movie to be horror. So I think that I think that aspect well, of it makes it seem like But it also I
1: has think- all the hallmarks of an actual Christmas movie. It's got yeah. it actually yeah. has a family with a family dynamic. It yeah. actually has these yeah old wounds in the family yeah. as well as these like interpersonal relationships that have right. like caused tension and put everyone in the house for Thanksgiving or Christmas and all of those kind of start to come out yeah. and and it's got all those things where the turkey's dry and yeah. like all like all those like all those family comments it looks and things like a, like a- martha stewart yeah it looks like martha stewart threw up in here um and so like all of those all of those things kind of combine to create a a genuine christmas movie and then you throw some monsters in and uh, things kind of go off the rails well and
0: i love that each of the monsters too is is very based in Christmas like lore. Christmassy, well, I mean, not even Christmassy, uh, Christmas lore, but also, I mean, it is, but there's, the each one of the things is like, one's a Jack in the Box, one's a Gingerbread Man, mm. one's like the angel that you put on the tree. Yeah. But they're all the most horrible freaking, yeah. like, versions so of these things. I, you know
1: uh as i mentioned in the first episode i am a huge fan of the thing and alien and so creature designs are really important for me when it comes to horror and krampus is just perfect oh krampus has great it's a delicacy in terms of creature design i mean the the Um, the the jack-in-the-box alone is is amazing um when it finally reveals itself yeah opens Um, its gaping maw. yeah you know so it's like that yeah um that and uh, the bear, um, oh, yeah, angels the bear. good. Oh yeah, the bear, yeah. The bear is um, great. There's also the robot. I like the elves. Yeah, yeah the elves. Are- I like the elves too. Yeah. I, I like the. I like the practical. We didn't see elves. a lot of the,
0: We didn't see a lot of them, and just in that like you know, major like that one scene when they come crashing in, and um,
1: they're also in like that final ritual scene. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. So. Um, but yeah no the creature designs were great i mean you know you get the kind of the demonic reindeer at the end too yeah you know demonic you just reindeer. like just there everything was, was there was so a good. um
1: because we had the captions turned on they actually had a name um oh really yeah they, they weren't reindeer they were um oh, I, didn't, I can't i can't remember I what it, it says that. um i, I but, usually uh, have the captions
0: on too so yeah I didn't but uh see that but one. they did have a name it. um
1: That's funny. uh but no uh krampus's design in. Yule Goat. Yes, oh, that's Yule what Yule Goat. It was. Okay. Yeah. Which is awesome. That, that sounds that's, cool. That's a great name yeah. for them. The Yule um, Goat. But uh, Krampus' design is great. Because I love that he has these demonic aspects with the hoofed feet and the, the horns. The giant horns, um, yeah. uh, But I also really appreciate the sanctification yeah. of the Krampus. The dark um, sanctification. Um, where he is this, oh, like, yeah. stretched santa face with this yeah. like gray gnarled beard Hunchback. that just looks all dirty yeah um but he's still got the the like the yule like he red christmas sack. hood over him and, sack, yeah. and like all of that is really great and i, I love mean, that the, it keeps that imagery of santa but just twists it um, part of
2: the krampus like thing like i mean they mentioned it in the thing but he's like santa's shadow so
1: yeah.
2: the reason he has a sack is to Put children put in children it and in the take sack, yeah. Them to mm-hmm. wherever he goes, to yeah, do yeah. whatever he does. Yeah. So it's 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 part of his lore is that he has a sack that he's like yeah. sort of Santa. y like he's he's
0: well no he's the he's the he's the. Person that comes for the bad children santa mm-hmm. comes for the good children gives them presents yeah krampus comes for the bad children and beats them with birch sticks and sticks them yeah. in his sack and takes them away and stuff like that so that's what's great is that we get these we, to- we have a lot of german
1: heritage in yes. our yeah. family and it is also a wonderful movie to see krampus realized because it's it's a very interesting aspect of German heritage to have this uh Nega Santa Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In our heritage of yeah. a stick beating
2: I mean we celebrated Saint Nicholas demon. Day for like a few years. Like no, not, we like,
0: celebrated every year. Well, yeah. well, okay, so, you know, background, you, you know, as, as kids we celebrated typically we just celebrated normal Christmas with you guys. Yeah. You got we got the tree, we got the presents and everything. As you guys got older and Santa like you guys knew Santa you know, spoiler alert, Santa wasn't real. Um, for us, what? anyway. Uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> Shut what up. But Krampus is. <laughs> yeah. But Krampus is real. Um I but mean, So, yeah. as you guys got older and Santa became not a thing and everything, our traditions in our house kind of changed where we didn't really hold towards, you know, keeping the presents until Christmas Day and having you guys open it. So, we would then... And especially once your mom was teaching more and doing stuff about holidays with her students and stuff, that um, we kind of opened it up a little bit more. So we did more of the presents. We just kind of give you presents along the way whenever we kind of get Saint them.
2: Day, it was the night before Christmas, and then it was Christmas.
0: Right. So we did a lot of that where it was just in like January. So yeah. So cool. we did a lot more of like parceling out presents here and there and more, more celebrating the the month long of holidays rather than just the one day, um, which is a very German thing to do, right? Because yeah, it's a very exactly. Yule
1: tied kind of tradition to right. um, to celebrate the holidays.
0: Well, and that's the, the thing: the day wind, before
1: solstice season.
0: Yeah, and then the day before Saint Nicholas Day, which is uh, uh, December sixth, the night before Saint Nicholas Day is Krampusnacht. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so it's yeah. great to have that aspect of what it just December beforehand. 6th? December 5th is Krampus yeah. night. Yeah, yeah, I
2: thought you said December 6th. December no, okay. 6th is uh, St. Nicholas, Nicholas Day. I know,
1: but I thought yeah. you were saying it. Yeah, really no, 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 no.
0: Sorry. But anyway. No. But yeah, so it's um, the night before. But yeah, so, but yeah, as, as things went along, we just did that. And so I think that's like, and now that you guys have seen Krampus and everything like that, I think I that that can be kind of added into our kind of family <laughs> tradition of yeah. like, you know, Krampus so you're gonna Noct. Are going to beat us with sticks? Yeah, now I'm going to beat you with sticks, you know. <laughs> So I stick you guys in a be- sack.
2: Before uh, we had even began watching Krampus, I, I listened to this podcast called Morbid, and they had, a, they had a holiday episode, and one of the episodes they did it on was about Krampus and his oh, yeah. uh, like his helpers. I think that's what the thing is, is or Santa and his... I, I don't know what right. it was, but it was about Krampus, and so it was was really interesting to have that background knowledge going yeah. into this movie. Yeah. Besides just regular Krampus that's cool. knowledge, mm-hmm. that's so cool. I had I had that that's interesting cool. stuff, and they they really delved deep into Krampus, and it was a really good episode. So I suggest uh, listening to Morbid if you like okay. true crime and as actually, one. Episode, as I was actually
0: going to mention I mean, this at the, the end. N- talk about podcasts we listen to
1: um, that's that's the great thing about folklore and history in general is oh, yeah. that uh some of the greatest horror that you can find is just in the minds of ancient peoples no yeah, yeah. i mean i mean they, the grimm's there were a, like the
2: grimm brothers like there they... was a
1: lot to fear in the dark back yeah. back, back then because especially in light, germany <laughs> light, light light was well, a i mean there is
0: the black forest there for a reason um yeah no No, folklore in general, and that's what's great about Krampus, that it really, like, it really ticks that folklore nerd bit within me. um, Because, like, I, myself, have always been fascinated by mythology and folklore from when I was a kid to now. And a lot of my stuff has been, like, geared towards that. Like, a a lot of my pop culture and everything, fascination with that is, like, I, I view modern pop culture as a modern version of folklore. It's our way of telling stories, you mm-hmm. know, and that's what folklore was, was a, a way to tell stories. You're telling moral stories, you're telling horror stories, whatever. And that's what we do now, but we're doing it on the screen and we're passing on those things, you know, to the next generations via screens and and even books and everything else. But, you know, that's what folklore was back in the day. And that's, and that to me is what is great. And especially about Krampus, like you said, you know, Krampus, a huge amount of folklore Surrounding it and from different culture I mean, mostly the same, like similar cultures that are near each other. Um, but like European cultures have versions of Krampus, or um, there's another guy, um, uh, called uh, uh, Swarty Pete, and like most, a lot of people call him Swarty Pete, he's kind of like a black Santa. It's like, mm. not oh, like, yeah, 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 I'm aware, of like him, yeah. he's a darker Santa, yeah. not like black, like mm-hmm. you know, black person, but like. <laughs> like a dark santa like and it falls along the same kind of line as krampus in that Mm. way where it's like you know a a, the darker version of him who punishes the the bad kids so Mm. i love that i love that there's all this that grows up around all of that and the the whole saint nicholas mythology and you know and, and everything else like that is just mm-hmm. it's just so much fun. And I love that Krampus, you know, kinda leans into that and why can't, get a, little why bit can't of a man
1: just go around, give people presents, and not have some other guy show up who wants to start beating be, the other be kids, kids, with, kids with, sticks. with
0: sticks. You know and- what
2: I wanna know is if Krampus destroys a fireplace the day before Saint Nicholas is supposed to be there, what? How well, St. Nicholas supposed to go in well,
0: there. That's, the, that's how St. Nicholas knows not to go to that house. That the fireplace is destroyed. Oh. Because oh. that's where the bad kid was. He knows not to go there.
2: Okay, fair enough. <laughs> there
0: you go. So, Makes All right. Sense. Any other thoughts on Krampus or Trick or Treat? Any last thoughts? Uh.
2: You're better than I was expecting.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, they're, I, they're, no, they're both really good movies.
2: They didn't really scare me as much as they just made me uncomfortable. <laughs>
0: They were just fun. Yeah, both both trick or treat and Krampus were fun. Like they
1: were fun horror movies that kind of each each new thing that was introduced. um, I think uh, last thing I'll mention was I liked the advent calendar. Yeah, I liked the
0: like the the use of the advent calendar as a uh, time marking device. Yeah, 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 it was really good. And I like how they used it at the end, where like each door opened up onto a different actor. Like when they were doing the credits and everything. Mm -hmm. But each door in that version, on the outer door. There was a version of krampus on each door mm-hmm. so i don't know if you guys noticed that but each each door had yeah a, a drawing of krampus so, so it was really cool okay uh yeah and, I, and like back to katrina what she was talking about more, but the podcast i wanted to actually talk about a couple of podcasts um that uh, we all might be listening to i don't know if harrison's really listening to any podcasts currently but uh uh Katrina I know listens to morbid uh she's been trying to get me into listening to it but I haven't had the chance to I've been listening to um uh audiobooks lately but I'm I'm back on my uh 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 Kingcast uh podcast listening uh the last few days so I'm trying to get caught back up on that uh, that's one that I listen to a lot Kingcast uh is about um uh two guys, uh, Scott Wampler and Eric Vespi talking about uh, Stephen King books and adaptations and uh, they they have great guest stars on um, to discuss those books with them, sometimes super high level uh, people like uh, this, literally this week they have uh, Guillermo del Toro on uh, to talk uh, about the book It, so uh, I haven't listened to that because I'm still catching up, but that'll be a, a cool one to listen to when I get there and uh, another one that I listened to real quick is, um, Don, Donna, the dead, uh, the, the, the is T H A. Uh, and it's a, a friend of mine on Instagram. Uh, she started a horror podcast. She's, um, a lifelong horror fan. She loves the thing also. And she does a, a, a podcast I mean, once in a while when she gets it out. Um, I don't think she's holding to any specific schedule at the moment, but, uh, uh she, uh, puts out a fun podcast that, uh, she just discusses, each episode like this last episode she talked about killer kids so stuff like village of the damned and stuff like that so that was a, it's a fun podcast uh, to give a listen to harrison did you have anything
1: i was just gonna say i'm not really listening to any podcasts at the moment but i am listening to a few audiobooks um okay. right now i'm listening to Some of H.P. Lovecraft's Mm -hmm. uh, old writings, um, specifically at the Mountains of Madness, because I haven't had that, I haven't read that yet. Um, But uh, very good so far. As someone who really appreciates uh, interesting creatures and Uh, um, uh, monstrous designs, that's definitely
0: what I'm looking for. Yeah, yeah. All right, and Katrina, finally, you can talk about Morbid.
2: So I've listened to about fifty episodes of their podcast so far and i just love ash and elena so much like they they go so like i've listened to true crime podcasts before and just morbid does it so well like the interaction between ash and elena is perfect and the 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 amount of depth they go into each thing like each like true crime story or these lore stories they also go they don't even just go into true crime like uh ted bundy and charles manson they also go into freaky shit that happens they they go into like f- spooky forests like right. the, the suicide forest forest in japan and right. they also talked about the about the black forest in germany okay. um and they go into unsolved cases like uh the uh Dialov pass uh incident uh and uh the the like, Bodum Murders. Okay. So, it, it's... And I'm sure they go into a lot more, and they're on... They're so much more popular now than what I'm listening to right. from the podcast. Um, so, I just... I, I highly suggest... Listening to them if you have the chance. Yeah, it's and the like time. So yeah, it's like I when had I had to take a break recently from listening to them because there's just only so much true crime I can take. Yeah. Time. So
0: no, that's what happened to me back uh, when uh, I discovered uh, my favorite murder, mm-hmm. um, and I I loved listening to that when I I first started listening to it, and I I started from the beginning and going on, but I got to I think maybe fifty episodes or so, and and I'd been listening to them straight through, yeah. and. And I just got to a point, and I got distracted, um, and I found another podcast um, to listen to at the time. And I started listening to that one, and then I never went back to my favorite murder. I always planned to, but then I yeah. never got back to it. And I kind of got, like you said, I kind of got true-crimed out. Um, it was a little, after a while, it was like, oh my God, I just can't listen to any more true crime for a little bit. And like eventually I m- might go back and listen to some more of that. But uh, for, yeah.
2: for other true-crime podcasts that had only gotten up to about 20 episodes yeah. in those ones so for like crime junkie and yeah. my favorite murder i'd only gotten up to like 20 episodes i could listen to before yeah i had to stop but for these ones 50 episodes that's and it, cool i think it's cool. i think it's because they uh intertwine a bunch of different yeah stories into it that it doesn't overwhelm you because because they do realize that for specific cases like um the toy box killer those are really, really hard cases to talk about. And so right. they, they need a little buffer yeah. uh, afterwards or before so that... Yeah. You, you don't get overwhelmed
0: well you played one uh in the car once when we were heading to the that was theater the once one. yeah oh, okay
2: because i wanted you to because i wanted us to discuss the theories at the end but we haven't finished it because no you're, we'll you're finish it
0: and don't want i shut theater, so. up i'm not mean. <laughs> but i just got a lot going on no, um but, but yeah no and what i did here though episode. what i did here uh in the beginning and everything was really good so i mean it's 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 definitely sounded like a fun podcast um to listen to and i i can see where a lot of people are uh, getting into it it sounds like uh, and you're not the only person that i've heard talking about morbid recently so it's it definitely the reason feel,
2: why i started listening to morbid is because i went to like the spotify like podcast charts and they right. were like in like top 10 or 20 or something like that oh I was yeah like, oh, sure. i haven't listened to them yet so let me go listen to them and they're awesome so that's awesome
0: okay cool I think that about wraps it up for today. We are planning on doing two more uh, holiday-themed episodes. Uh, One will be about Silent Night, Deadly Night 1 and 2, and the other episode will be about Black Christmas and its two quote-unquote remakes. Um, So we will be having a lot of holiday horror fun here on the podcast in the next couple of weeks. So uh, stay tuned and stay creepy.
1: He's always watching.